0: North Carolina. Whoop is opening day two of the Carolina Indie Fest at Hugger Mugger Brewing in downtown Sanford. That's Saturday, September 24th. Here's our interview with whoop
1: I'm uh Will. Um, I play drums.
2: Um, yeah. That's it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm
3: Fallon. I'm the vocalist and the lyricist.
2: I'm Nick. I play the bass. And uh, I'm Steve, I play guitar. Awesome.
0: Well, I've uh I've checked you guys out. Everything sounds awesome. I get a real uh like a real nineties vibe. I'm I'm kind of an old old dude at this point, but um I just I wonder if you guys can just talk about the story of Whoop and how you guys came to be and, and where it is you're coming from.
2: Yeah. So um I've met everyone individually um through very different experiences. So I met Will first, we were both on the ECU drum line. We played drums together. Um, so I play EC- snare drum. He EC- played
0: ECU. You said,
2: yeah, EC- rock and roll. Carolina
0: first, pirates. <laughs>
1: pirates.
0: I'm a pirate. i am just I'm just an old pirate. Hell yeah!
1: <laughs>
2: hey, purple That's and gold. Some. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um. So after I graduated, I um started producing, and I went to some open mics, and then I saw. Fallon um singing her ass off at an open mic and I was just blown away it was like it was just astonishing so got her information and started working on music but um couldn't make it sound good so then I started a uh, um an audio engineering program and Steve was my mentor um and then I brought Fallon and we started having some jam sessions with some local musicians and we started whoop with, um, a drummer named Taha. And that was, you know, the the very, very beginning that was in 2020. So while COVID was happening. Okay. And, um, yeah. Then after the first album, um, we, we got Will to join the band and we've been doing a lot of shows and yeah, that's, that's kind of how everyone came to be a part of look.
0: Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Do you want to talk at all about like what you, you mentioned the first album, like what, what do you guys have that's, that's out that's listenable by the public?
2: just that <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> and, a few, and a few live show um we, we saw, in the beginning of the process we recorded a lot of our live jams or like us like working through our album too so we even have our like creative process I think on Facebook still so you can check that out as well which is pretty cool I think
0: that's that's great and that's kind of bossy to to record yourselves live in practice and and share that that's I mean that's really cool um Talk about that versus, like, the process of, you know, okay. making an album, being in the studio. Mm-hmm.
4: Well, we, um, we kind of live in a studio. And and I think one of the keys for us was to, in order to, like, we kind of wanted to be a band. So in order to be a band, you got to play together. So um, right. even, even the first album and, and now the second album, we're about 90% wrapped on the second album and we're writing the third album right now and um it's it's a very live vibe like we track live we, all the cuts on the record are live performances you know we we do some stuff afterwards but you know 85 90 percent of, of what's on the record is the gang off the floor so we're, we're kind of big mm-hmm. believers in um you know being tight like that and, and performing as a unit as opposed to like oh we'll do the drums guy first and then the bass guy can you know you don't don't go to a show and the drummer come out and play the songs first, and then the bass. <laughs> right. comes out. So it's, it's that kind of idea of just trying to be a, a good a good band. Right.
0: That that's a cool thing to hear because, from what limited understanding I have, it seems like sort of the industry standard anymore to, you know, get a drum track and then get the guitars on there or whatever it might be. So how how has that influenced
2: your approach to live music? I mean, I guess it makes it probably easier. It definitely makes it easier, especially with coming up with new ideas. We just, someone will just start playing and then someone will play with them and we'll kind of build and take it different places, go faster, slower, go to different chords. And it's all super natural and uh, it keeps the flow of things. We don't have to stop and be like, all right, what's that note right there? Right. Just, you know, we're just jamming. It it sounds like it's a pretty collaborative process for you guys.
5: Mm
0: -hmm. Awesome. Well. I mean just just talk about your live show and you know what what people can expect when they come to see you at Carolina Indie Fest. Um
1: I mean there's it's we're loud. Um <laughs> we're, that loud. we're not We're not oh, we're not like we're not I like loud it. but, we're, loud, we're, but not, we're balanced. Yeah, we're not like quiet riot route loud, but like we're uh <laughs> we're uh we're we definitely we have a lot of energy. Um probably one of the things that we for live for performances that the entire band has been working on is like um is just kind of like kind of like the showmanship of it not necessarily kind of being arrogant with it or ignorant with it but just being like just showing energy and uh being uh, like show everybody that we're having a good time because we are perform you know Yeah. yeah we perform um and uh uh fowl really likes to uh is very communicative with the with the crowd um love it uh, you know there's even a story or two in there yeah. um and 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 not only that like not everything is like all go so we we have like a good range of bring people up bring people down we try to put you on know. a show
4: yeah we yeah. try to put on a show like no dead space no like tuning your guitar between songs it's just like mm-hmm. show starts show goes No dead air. Go, go, go. So I was
6: going to say
3: that (laughs) I've I've noticed um, as we've been performing more as a live band, we can connect better without having to speak. You know, we've gotten that underlying kind of foundation of like, okay, this is where the song's going. I might sometimes forget the words um, and we can just pick it back up. There's been times where like I've changed. I've taken the second verse and put it where the first verse was supposed to be. Completely forgot the bridge. But then we all kind of were like, let's just vibe and see where it goes and that's the best part is like we can always pick it back up
5: so oh
0: that's yeah. that's great that's great so it sounds like i mean if i see you one night and i see you the next night it might not always be the same but it's also cool because you guys are well rehearsed enough to to just sort of pick up and and see where the set takes you yeah yeah
4: i, I feel like um uh, we pride ourselves on that a little bit
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like
4: yeah. i You know, I'm I'm an old guy, and uh, I played in bands a lot. And this is this is the first time I've been in a band that's kind of gotten it this quick. Where you know we, you know, Foul'd never been in a band before. A lot of these guys like never done this before. And you know, the first show was a show. Still, it's you know Mm -hmm. we're we're eight months or almost a year in now, and it's a year better, but it was never it was never bad in it and there's never a point in the set where you know cuz a lot of its new songs a lot of its first album stuff um we do a couple covers not 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 too many but but um there's never a point in the set where you're like oh man i don't want to play this song or mm-hmm. you know this is a drag it's just like e- even songs that 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 we feel might not be our strongest we we still explore live you know what mm-hmm. i mean like we have one song that's kind of been beating me up for a year and a half <laughs> it and, changed all the time. and i changed uh, it's a new every time we play it i play something different because i i feel like i'm still trying to find it but it, it keeps it exciting mm-hmm. you know it it's it's fun it's a fun band it's a fun band to play in and i think i think we're a pretty fun band to watch yeah mm-hmm.
2: and um one of our our standards for playing live is that it has to be better than the album version
5: yeah like we're trying to nice. always be
2: better live than we are like listening to the album. Yeah. So that definitely motivates us to mm-hmm. kind of like perform more and go into it.
0: I i guess go into what a little bit of, a, a little bit of what that entails. Like what is it? How do you differentiate between uh recorded performance and what you're gonna do live to make it better?
2: <laughs> I mean you
4: pull it
0: back. Right. Make <laughs> it
4: faster, push it, pull it. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of a lot of that, like uh yeah, um,
2: communicating and,
4: and, and yeah. just just the the excitement of of um you know when you're recording when you're recording even though it's live off the floor you're still in a kind of a dead space and things are a little isolated and Mm -hmm. the the object is to like okay we're gonna you know make sure we play it all like and it and it fits so that it comes out of the speakers whereas live you know you just it's the the even the sound on stage is just bigger everything's bigger so Mm -hmm, the amps react differently you know your drummer gets on a vibe and starts going for something you're like yeah all right let's go there you know it's it's all about um finding spots in the songs and and pushing and going somewhere and just just having fun with it and you know there's i feel like every show we 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 find another place in a song to be like yeah let's let's keep going on this idea for a bit which you can't really do on a record because then you know your three minute what you think or hope (laughs) to be a single turns into a seven minute
2: jam because (laughs) you you know it's definitely album.
3: more structure in the album and then live it's like you can have a little more fun yeah and you right. can experience it we
2: definitely simplified a little more for the album just so it gets like it's clean and it's it's got easy to follow yeah easy to follow <laughs> and then and live the it's just like, vocal. exactly yeah. you don't want to do too much and then distract like the listener from the vocal but live it's you're putting on a show so you don't really feel that pressure as much you're kind of just playing having fun so yeah
0: Right, you mm-hmm. see where the crowd is, and you can play off yeah. of that.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, do you guys want to talk a little bit about, you know, where you're coming from musically? What all, are all of the influence? Well, not all the influences, but you know, some of the influences that
2: that brought you to making this music. Mm-hmm. It's it's an interesting question because we all listen to very different types of music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's great that's though. What makes, that's what
3: makes our sound. I'll go first. So um, it's funny because my mom grew raised me on like oldies like hip-hop 70s 80s r&b so like mm-hmm. lots of um pop too as well like really old uh really old bands like one of my favorite bands growing up was uh atlantic star as far as like 80s go so i'm nice. like a very 80s kid um but I ventured off from that and started listening to like punk rock when I was in middle school mm-hmm. and that, and then I just became this emo kid who like really <laughs> loved punk rock, but like also had that soul in them. Yeah. So then that then I think my individual sound blended between something between like an R&B artist, but like also like a punk rock artist too. Yeah. So, no, yeah, okay. you, ha-
1: you have that energy for sure. I grew up listening to a lot of classic rock cause my dad, uh, my dad taught me how to play drums. Um, okay. And, uh, and I started at a really, really early age, um, and, and I, I, I mean, I, so, like, when I was a kid, like, in the single digits, I was listening to mainly, uh, you know, uh, classic rock with the, with the music that was also being put out at that time, too, so I was a 90s kid, so, you know, Nirvana and all that stuff, yeah, um, and then when I got, when I, um, originally from Massachusetts when I moved down to North Carolina when I was like 12, um, that's when I started getting into like, you know, heavier stuff. I started getting into like heavy rock, you know, Metallica and stuff like that. And then getting into like metal and, like just going off into that, um, and, uh, really got into the metal scene. Um, and then when I went to college, um, uh, I, I started listening to a lot more of like indie uh, artists and uh, kind of the the lighter side and the lighter and unknown side of music that is now getting a, like a huge following. Indie music is like one of the main yeah. staples of music nowadays.
5: Yeah.
1: Um, and and then and everything in between. And, you know, I also did jazz band too, so I, I kind of got myself kind of well versed
2: into most genres. Yeah. Uh, For the longest time, like. In uh in middle school I listened to a lot of babies rock, but um from like eighth grade to to the time I was like a junior in college, I just listened to hip hop and I was a huge hip hop head. Yeah. And I listened to some R and B music and then I started uh DJing. So I got into EDM and I, I still listen to EDM and house music all the time and occasionally rock music. Um but yeah that's kind of what i listen to most of the time
4: nice i'm i listen to everything i grew up i grew up playing with my dad in a in a greek wedding band so <laughs> nice I to a lot of greek folk music a lot of folk music um and then my my brother was a drummer so it was a lot of prog rock you know like <laughs> from the 70s you know that whole prog thing yeah. and then i was i was a young person in the 80s so it was everything from like Duran Duran to like, to Zeppelin, to like, yeah. to, you know, later on Nirvana and then, you know, I'm a big Queens of the Stone Age fan, but, but um, it's, oh, yeah. it's whatever. I always, I always say, yeah, I listen to a lot of bluegrass too, but there's two kinds of music, right? There's good music and there's crappy music. That's right. And and, and you can find good music in, in all genres, mm-hmm. I think, you yeah. know, like yeah. There's yeah. early hip hop, you know, or maybe not too tour, but even Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, like mm-hmm. then, like Daylight Soul, Tribe Called <laughs> Quest, all you know, it goes yeah. on and on. There's just so much music and it's a lot of it's really
0: good. So that, that's funny. Uh, like I I consider myself kind of an old punk rocker, but especially <laughs> as I get older, I I find things to love about just about anything, as long as it's really good, you know? Right. And I, I feel like you guys are there in that in that space and what you guys do really well from what i've listened to is you have your songs just kick ass like the song is first (laughs) (laughs) yeah the song is first and but the fact that you're able to draw from so many different places is awesome and and i i just i just think it's really cool i've been impressed with it um do you want to talk a little bit i mean Take a chance to to tell where people can find your music, where people can listen online, or or even buy it.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: You can go. Uh, we have a band camp as well. I think, right? Yeah, we have a band camp. We have okay. um, where you can buy our CD, for like a couple bucks. We also have a website. It's just at whooptheband.com. Uh-huh. Um, Facebook and Instagram. I think the one we've been getting our leg dipped into the most is probably Instagram.
5: Yeah.
4: yeah. So okay. we're just
3: connected to Facebook. So it kind of just goes hand in hand. Right. There.
4: Right. We're, we're horrible at social media. You know, you want know, to, I, I want to say like, one of the wonderful things about this band is like, you know, cause we don't get together. We, everybody got to work and pay rent. Right. So yeah. we don't, oh, yeah. we get together maybe once a week on a Friday night. If we're not playing and the, what I love is, you know, because you see everybody in, in out in society and everybody's staring at their phones. And and <laughs> the four of us, and, and Jake's over here, he's he's our engineer. And the wow. five of us get into a room <laughs> together, and there's no no one's staring at a phone. Yeah. No one's yeah. video taping, no mm-hmm. one's taking pictures. And it's just everything turns off and every every and and it's just music. Yeah. And and the creative, everybody here plays everything. Yeah. So which helps creativity a lot too, because, you know, we're not sitting there waiting for the guitar player to come up with a riff, you know, Will will jump on the guitar. Val plays a wicked guitar. Nick plays guitar. We all play drums. We all play a little bass. So, so the songs come from so many places. And, and you're right. The song is first. We're, we're really big on the song Mm -hmm. is first, you know, more than, you know, and to us that's, that's all about, the vocal, you know what I mean? The lyric, the uh-huh. vocal message, get a good groove going on, get a good riff going on, and then focus on the vocal. But yeah, we, 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 I feel like we, um, uh, we prioritize the song. It's, it's a fun band.
0: Mm, yeah. When you have that foundation of prioritizing the song, especially if you guys can all play everything, that opens up so much opportunity to just try something different. And uh, I think it's awesome. I think oh, it's yeah. awesome.
1: I think a lot of also, um, I, what probably one of the things I like most about this band is like the the fact that everybody is so motivated to write music and continue to do it. Yeah. Cause you know, uh, there's so many, you could be in a thousand bands and nine times out of 10, you'll, you still won't find the the right chemistry of musicians that are like, one, seeing kind of the same vision, but two, also have that drive to actually put in the work to Mm -hmm. do it. You know, you can be a great musician, but if you don't have the drive, what's the point?
3: I was also going to mention, too, one thing I like about the band, to piggyback off of that, is our age difference, because that came up in one of our (laughs) Indie Week, like, our first, like, um, one we did. It was, like, in the paper, and we were talking about, like, how everybody's different ages and stuff and people ask me too they're like you guys are all like different ages how does that work do you guys mesh and I'm like honestly I think that's what makes it better because if I was in, I feel like if I was in a band with a bunch of 20 year olds or younger then I don't think we would have the same like hunger or like the same like de- determination or right. even the same focus because like the focus changes when you like you mature you know and so we have like we have me I'm the youngest but then we have like Nick which is what 25 yeah and then Will's thirty-one, and then Steve's Old. Steve like, is <laughs> the wise.
5: Steve is
3: the wise. One. And I think all of us give each other different, um, different viewpoints. Like Steve helps us reel it back in because we've got these really creative. Go, 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 minds, like, let's do this, let's do that. And he's like, Well, let's just like, you know, let's keep it, let's
5: keep it chill for <laughs> right. a little bit. And <laughs> then down, we're like, Yeah, and slow then down. We, <laughs> help They're like, we help him to like,
3: you know, I feel like they help you too, like Steve, in the oh, way yeah. of like expanding and trying something new. So it's like a whole like yin and yang. Yeah.
4: Right. When you're when you're old, it's hard to come up with new stuff because you kind of been at it. So yeah.
0: it's <laughs> tell too- me about it.
4: <laughs> it's, wonder- <laughs> it's wonderful it's wonderful. And that's why that's the other thing. Like like I love about trading instruments too. Like mm-hmm. they'll play stuff on guitar I would never play just because I'm so set in my way. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like, so it's nice to yeah. see, you know you, you get stuff from yeah. people you know and 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 even other people on other instruments. It, it's you know it. Like I said, man, it, it's this is a fun. I've, I've been having a blast. I've been having a blast. The rest of them, I've been, the been the having a <laughs> blast. Man. Yeah. This has been the most fun I've had playing,
1: maybe ever, in a band. That's great. Also, wanna, uh, yeah. kind of, kind of along the lines of what everybody's saying right now. Uh, I've kind of, wherever I've been throughout, like drumming and doing drums and stuff, I've always kind of like tried to set myself to kind of like separate myself from like the rest of people and doing that but when I met when I auditioned for the band um Just like <laughs> like, uh, like Steve like immediately challenged how I played which I had not <laughs> been I'm you know I wasn't used to in a, in a sense of like not like a teacher or like a professor or something like that and um for, for you know so it was it was weird but it was a very good learning and cathartic experience to because now i'm i'm thinking of playing drums in a completely different way than i was a year ago right and um and i've been able to not only just kind of like put away kind of like a, a, an old mindset of how to play but now i'm thinking of ways that complement the way that he envisions drums to sound on a record right which is yeah. which are two completely different things
2: yeah cuz you don't you get a lot of people that teach you how to play but you don't get a lot of people that teach you how to record and it's just a different process you're thinking about different things so that's one thing that Steve's taught everyone here yeah and um yeah that's been a huge advantage
0: yeah that's great and it's it speaks back to what you guys were talking about with regards to everybody being a different age and sort yep. of yep. using experience but also harnessing youthful enthusiasm and uh, that, that's <laughs> it's all great you know that's a very
1: elegant way to put it <laughs> <laughs> well
0: no, thank it's
1: 100% you it's 100 true
0: yeah it's 100 true yeah. uh, i i'm really excited for you guys i don't want to take up too much more of your time but i'm i'm excited to see you guys play at carolina indy fest and yeah and thanks. i hope that there's a, a fantastic crowd for you Thank you. Thank
4: you.
2: We do as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but
4: even if there's one person, we play the same for one
0: person or lots of people.
4: it's, yeah. nice. it's the same. Yeah. You know, we've had
2: those nights too, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it would be. Yeah. Good thing
0: we've do. all been there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <Yep. laughs> but but I think we're gonna have more than one person out for you guys and and for everybody <laughs> else. So
6: it's so cool.
0: That was Cool by Whoop, who again are playing Saturday, September 24th on day two of Carolina Indie Fest at Hugger Mugger Brewing. Uh, for more information about Carolina Indie Fest, visit huggermuggerbrewing.com. Now we've got a return guest in North Carolina's Paleface, who are also playing Saturday, September 24th at Hugger Mugger Brewing's Carolina Indie Fest. Here's Take the Stage and Play by Paleface, followed by our interview with Paleface. They're going to be performing at Carolina Indie Fest on Saturday, September 24th. Um, How are you guys?
7: Good. Good. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited as well. We're we're just starting to get back in the groove now. The
0: shows are getting a little better. Right. Well, that was where I wanted to start. Um, What's been going on in the world of Paleface since we last checked in right out about a year ago?
8: Well. that last year we kept playing shows, but also we're getting ready to release a new album. Okay. Yes, it's, it's, uh, it's a self-produced, second uh, self-produced record, and um, at the moment, right now, we're running we're running a crowdfunding campaign, and that's how, uh, as independent artists, uh, what we do is we try to raise the funds first uh, ahead of time, and with those funds, we use them to. Uh, Cover the expenses yeah. of producing, manufacturing,
0: everything. Basically, we're our own record company, so. Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, talk a little bit about the the just the details of crowdfunding. You know what you're looking to raise, and and you know what that what that money goes toward, and then you know how people can um, can get involved and donate if they're interested. Okay,
8: well, um, basically, we're raising the funds to cover all the expenses, like mixing engineers. Uh, Mastering engineers, uh, the gears that we have to, like software and computer stuff like that, Uh, but then also um, manufacturing. Then we have to get, we're going to get vinyl and CDs manufactured and t shirts and all that stuff. Um, And what we're doing is people basically are pre ordering through our website, which is pelfaseonline.com, mm-hmm. and they get limited edition, exclusive items like science, like pelfase, and things like that. We have original art, and uh, and that's really how it works. So once we meet our goal, then we can get everything else manufactured, and then we send the cert to our backers, and uh, in the meantime, we're just keeping everyone updated, our backers, and sending them, we're getting into Video
0: reels and fun stuff to keep everybody um, involved, engaged. Okay, great. Yeah, so um, we uh, the record
7: uh, is mixed by um, this guy Jason Richmond, who I got in contact with through Scott Avid, and uh, so the two of us kind of got our heads together to mix it, and it. We just, I had a great time working with him, so that was really fun and we'll probably get it mastered by professionals as well. So, you know, it'll,
5: it'll,
7: that stuff just adds up, you know, if we can break even and then have a little money for um, uh, extra gear, you know, cause I'm learning how to record. So you become an engineer, you know, it's like a whole, yeah. it's a whole new game as an artist, because now you're you're not just writing some songs and rehearsing with some guys and then, or girls and going into a studio you know, and and trying to cut songs as fast as you can, you know. Now, what has happened to me is I've become this artist person, you know, like, uh, um, I produce the music as well, and I play most of the instruments. Mo plays the percussion and the drums and
0: does the background singing, and if I've got a song for her, she sings it. But, it's you know, it's really... uh, You become a more complete artist, I feel. I I wanted to ask about that. Does has that influenced your writing process? You know where a lot, yeah. Really,
7: you know, I used to, I used to just dash them off, and for a long time that worked pretty good. But then it stopped. Not it started to not work so well. I wasn't so happy anymore with what I was doing. So realizing I had to do it myself really kind of put me in a new arena. That's that's where I feel I am right now, so I'm excited about getting this record ready for release. And uh, You know, I mean, there's... Because of manufacturing and everything, we all know about the shortages and everything that's going on in the world, so it takes a little longer now to get your vinyl pressed and all that. So, you know, we're just... We kind of are trying to raise the funds. We've ordered the stuff,
0: and we try to raise the funds now. So. Yeah. Um, w- where in the process are you? I mean, is, is the record finished, and just you're, you're waiting to hit that, that monetary goal, or are you still working on it? No, it's it's mixed. Uh-huh. So we're, we're just looking
7: to finalize, you know,
0: it's not finalized. So. Okay, okay. Do you have any kind of idea as to when people can expect to be able to get their hands on it? Well, Good question. Right? Yeah, I mean,
8: we're shooting for the spring, uh, early, basically early
7: 2023. Okay. Yeah, you really have to get in line these days, you know? Right, yeah. right. Because well, one thing that happened with the vinyl that working with some of these guys that, you know, they told me the story, and I realized how, how what a difficult process it is to make vinyl, and they were telling me a lot in the 90s you know when everyone gave up their vinyl uh, a lot of the masters kind of just faded off into the woodwork you know they didn't have anything to do anymore and then they got old and didn't pass on all the knowledge Yeah. there's not as many people that know how to make vinyl and make it well it's a you, you know you can make your digital music and put it online but to put it on vinyl there's a lot more to it
0: yeah, it has to be mastered different, right?
7: It has to be mastered a certain way, and then it has to be transferred. They have to make these plates. There's a specialist who makes a plate, but then they stamp the vinyl, and uh, so it's it's different people, and they have to know what they're doing. So there's fewer of them now.
8: Probably fewer of the
7: plants. Also. Fewer of the plants as well, right? Yeah, I mean, but and then what happened was more people start to like vinyl now. So. Yeah.
8: So yeah, the way for, uh, you contact any pressing company, they'll tell you between between 6 and 12 months to get your vinyl pressed. Wow, I don't think it's going
7: to take
0: 12 months.
8: No, but... We're already
0: in line. Yeah, we already uh, reserved our slides. It's it's funny how um, I can remember as a teenager in the 90s buying vinyl, and it was, you know, just these little independent, you know, punk rock record labels, and... You know, there's like you guys said, the 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 plants are going away, and then on top of that, you've got the the really super popular music. You know, the Beyonces of the world, you know, releasing vinyl, and that's got a that that's got to create a hell of a backlog. Yeah,
7: I it's a backlog, but that's also good
0: because that that
7: means those those people that are listening to that music have record players, so maybe their maybe their collection becomes bigger.
0: Absolutely, you know. Absolutely.
7: I've got this. I've got this record player, and I've got three records by Beyonce. Maybe I want more. You know, I want
0: to branch out a little bit. Yeah, totally. And and the vinyl that you guys had, I bought a copy when you played last year. Uh, It's it sounds great. I mean, it looks great. It sounds great. It's awesome. We had John uh, Greenham was the
7: mastering wizard on that record, and uh, he then a, a month and a half later he won the Grammy for Record of the Year. Oh, wow. Uh, for for Billy Eilish. So we're, we're going to work with him again. He's great. He's an awesome dude. And uh, he really knows what he's doing.
8: Yeah, we're excited to, to be working with him again.
7: Yeah, that's that's amazing. Um, yeah, no, that's why it sounds so good, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I did okay. He, he didn't, you know, I think I'm, I'm even better now, you know, because I learned more.
8: Yeah, I can, I can hear it. I can hear how it's, it's progress. You know, it keeps evolving your, your skills as a producer. And
7: yeah. If it goes down, then you don't, you know, you're sort of like not excited anymore.
0: How long did you spend um, recording and and having the, the, the new album mixed?
7: Well, uh, the recording took a long time because I had a shoulder surgery sort of, I started and then had to stop for like four months. Oh, wow. Or more, says well because I had a shoulder surgery and I couldn't do anything, and I was really um, from an old amp lifting accident that I had, and I felt uh, arthritis and bone spurs in my in my shoulder and clavicle, and I had to get that fixed. So, uh, all till, I was yeah, I was four months behind schedule, and I just just kind of got. Got it finished in March and then was looking for somebody to mix it. And I just happened to be texting with Scott Avid and he gave me a contact of a really awesome dude. So the mixing took, I don't know, three weeks, you know, once we got rolling. Maybe it was, maybe, maybe less, maybe two weeks once we got rolling, but in between there, two, three weeks.
0: And you, and you did all the recording yourself?
7: I did the recording myself and then uh, gave it to him. And he would do mixes, and you can do all this stuff online now. He would do the mix in the morning, send it to me in the afternoon. I would make notes, send it to him that night. And then the next day he would have uh, updates and changes and it just worked great. It just really was uh, a pleasure working
0: with someone that is such a professional. That's great. That's great. Um, what, what album number is this for you now?
7: Well, I'm just calling it album number two <laughs> because, you know, like everything else to me is like, well, like I said, you know, I just have some songs and I either just roughly record them or I would go to the studio and somebody else would do all of the recording and, you know, I mean, I'd work with them and everything, but I kind of lost track if you're looking for an overview of. How many recordings I've done? You know, I did some recordings in the last decade and didn't like any of them. Uh-huh.
1: So none
7: of them went anywhere, and that that was the main reason that I really had to say, okay, you know, your favorite artists are
0: all doing it themselves, so you got to do it yourself as well. And and going back to the idea that this process has sort of like influenced your songwriting—is that from a you know, instead of starting with a chord progression or or a lyric, I mean, you're just sort of recording an idea and and seeing where that where that takes you. Or, I mean, is there is there any other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really,
5: you know, and it's like some, a a fan wrote some questions
7: on Instagram for me, and it reminded me because. He knew that I had started, you know, from Daniel Johnston, from meeting him, and Daniel had kind of said, oh, you've got to make your own songs and put them on cassette tapes and uh-huh. record yourself. So that was like, that was the very, the easiest way to do it, to write a song and immediately you're recording it. And he, he made that a complete art form. But now I'm totally on the other side of things where it's just, sometimes it's just a beat that I came up with. Mm-hmm. or an idea, you know, or a
0: rip or anything, anything that you can sculpt into something. There really is a lot of sculpting. Yeah, and I, I, I guess, I mean, from the most recent album and, and seeing you guys perform, it's clear that there's a lot of looping going on. Right, the looping, and that made me understand
7: modern music as well, looping, uh, and I see these producers and I get it, you know, and it's the problem with, a lot of the top whatever you want to call it it's almost like top 10 now there's nothing it's like it used to be top 40 then it went to top 20 now it's top 10 I see what's happening because a lot of those people are just singers you know they don't write the stuff Yeah, they're just singers and good performers and they know how to be famous and they look great and all of that somebody else is doing all the writing and it's a different, I think that's a different kind of commitment. You don't have the same, you know, you're just like, oh, i got to get this uh, so-and-so song done, you know? <laughs> like, right. And I think there's a lot of this half-assed music because of it, because those artists aren't really writing their songs and sweating with them. Yeah. Uh, and for me, as the, the last record go forth, I already see how much better... You know, I see a lot of my mistakes and things that I could have been better at. That maybe in the past I never would have thought about. You know, right. So So we'll see. I don't know. People like it. I I think it's way better. Um, Yeah,
8: I think it's definitely progress. It's it's in the right direction. I like it. I mean, I like go forth, and I was so proud of you for doing your first self-produced work, but I I like this one better too. So I'm excited to get it out. Yeah.
0: I'm, patient to... I'm really excited to hear it. Are you guys, um, are you currently playing a lot of these new songs in your set or are you still focusing on... No, we're, we're, we're waiting, we're gonna wait. And we, you know, it's, it's really so
7: early and we, we, just when you're doing everything yourself, you're really busy and we'll have to get to a point where we can rehearse all the songs. And...
8: Yeah, I mean, I also feel like when we released uh, Go Forth, uh, it was early in 2020, and we started touring, and then COVID hit, and we didn't really get to tour, so, like, we still kind of have a new album to, to tour on, like, we've only...
7: Those songs are all brand new, to Yeah, much. they're... <laughs> yeah. yeah, they still we have... have
8: live streams and things like that, but, like, now that we're starting to play out more, we can play out those songs in front of the live audience, and that's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, COVID kind of gave everything a little bit more of a of a shelf life, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, one thing I'm excited about with this upcoming Carolina Indie Fest is you guys are one of the the couple of um, common threads to to last year's event, and um, you know, obviously it's being put on by different people now. But um, you know, did you find out about this in a similar way? Did somebody from the brewery just reach out and see if you were interested in coming back? Uh, well, you know, there
8: was uh, problems with the previous promoter. They whatever. It, Issues they had, but I was trying to follow up with uh, you know Tim uh, and the guys at uh, Hugger Mogger and see if, you know what was happening and and uh, they were not sure what to do and then they got back to me and said Mo we're gonna do it we're gonna do it and uh, they asked me for some pedestrians of a Carolina band which I did and some of them are actually going to be playing and I'm so excited about that because. This time there's actually more Carolina bands than last time. Big break.
0: I, I think like it's all. Big
8: from Salisbury. Dave Childers, David Childers, fantastic David
5: Childers.
8: Exactly, and Crystal Bright, and uh, I'm really excited about that. So in a way, like yeah, the other thing fell through, but we ended up with like a pretty cool mini fest after all.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm I'm excited you guys were part of it. You mentioned bet, yeah. you mentioned David Childers and. Um, I didn't were you guys was that one of the suggestions y'all made
8: yeah sure I mean we'd be playing with him he shows uh we just a month or two ago we played with him he invited us uh to play with him in a uh, black mountain and we, you know we we, we we were all playing with him great energy and yeah he rocks good he rocks yeah
0: he really does I I interviewed him he was the first interview I did for this year's podcast series and I'd, I'd never heard of him, but he absolutely blew me away. Just really awesome, like real music, you know.
8: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, he's been around. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, and funny guy too. He's uh, he's <laughs> got a, he's got all this energy, and then you know, to talk to him, he's got this really laid back affect, and uh, <laughs> all right, yeah. But he's but he's funny as hell. Well, look, guys, um, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but if you wanted to just sort of repeat, um where you know particularly where people can go to uh if they're interested in, in being part of this crowdfunding thing where they can go to find out more about that oh yeah thank you yes yeah.
8: please uh, join the journey it's uh go to our website which is palefaceonline.com, and from there you'll find all the links and information about how to join the right to um, help us release our new album and you'll get in return uh cool perks from us including the album art and
7: you get more than the music. There's a, a booklet that comes with it with paintings or, I mean, you could choose different things. I've done some original paintings. There's T-shirts and, you know, all the rest of it. But there's different packages that you could order. Yeah,
8: you can uh, choose and, different things, but I want to add this one. We're also including a private, uh, you can choose private house concerts that will play in your okay. house. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, yeah. Or your backyard or wherever. Uh, that's one of the perks that we're offering. Yeah, so,
7: that's fun. That's, I love doing those. Okay. I love house shows. Yeah. Yeah. That house I'm shows make me feel like I'm back. 20 again. I mean, COVID kind of wiped it out, but it's, it's great. I mean, it, it just always works
0: somehow, you know? It's just always fun. Yeah, there's a they feel a little dangerous almost, but in a good way.
5: Yeah. Sometimes,
7: sometimes when people are you know, it's like their own private show, you know, so they invite their friends and sometimes, you know, I'll bring some food, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah,
8: sometimes they're like, uh, what do you call
7: it? Potluck parties. Potluck, it's yeah. sometimes inside and people set up chairs. We go outside on the deck or wherever it does, you know. It's,
8: yeah.
7: Uh, we enjoy it.
8: Yeah. So, yeah, there's a video that uh, we made that explains the crowdfunding, exactly what we're doing and, and what we can get and, and shows pictures of our out shows we've played and all that. Right, yeah. So if you go to our website, you can you can get a detailed explanation, and you can see all the perks that we're offering. It's tailfaceonline.com. Yeah, tailfaceonline.com.
7: Excellent.
8: <laughs> yeah, and then we also have like a bunch of stuff happening now on social media. We're uh, doing daily, you know, we're doing a lot of videos and reels and stories and, and just more like fun stuff.
0: Decide. Great. That's exciting. It's exciting. Well, I wish you guys the best of luck. I can't wait to see you guys play again um, and Thank appreciate you so your much. time. Feeling by Paleface, who are playing Saturday, September 24th at Carolina Indie Fest at Hugger Mugger Brewing in downtown Sanford. Hope to see you there. For more information, visit www.huggermuggerbrewing.com.